you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. Do you have someone in your life, maybe your mom or a sister or a best friend, who you just know you can count on for encouragement when you need it? Or maybe you know there are particular social media accounts who will often post the exact words you need to read in that moment? I know for me, one Instagram account I love to follow is CEO for Women, and today I'm chatting with the founder, Tanisha Yerby. Tanisha shares about her entrepreneurial journey, as well as some encouragement for the new year and how we can be sure we are following God's call for our lives. If you aren't yet following Tanisha, please do. Her words are powerful and uplifting. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook under CEO for Women. Tanisha, I am so excited to have you on the show this week on Directly Different, and I am just thrilled about the unique perspective and all of the encouragement that you are going to bring to us today. So thank you so much for being on the show. Yay. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It's going to be a good conversation. Yes. And I was telling you before we hopped on, but I reached out to you a while ago and I literally had like my fingers crossed. (laughs) Like, Is she going to say yes to this? Because you have such an amazing account for women entrepreneurs, and I am truly honored to have you here today. So so excited to dive in. So tell us to start off about you and your family. I am married for, we are coming up this year on year nine. So we're getting to that big 10 year mark. Um, and we have uh, two children together and then I also have a bonus daughter. So bonus daughter is 15. And then we have a seven-year-old who's about to be eight um, next month. And then we have a two-year-old who is our little straggler baby. Um, and she keeps us all on our toes. So that's a little bit about my family. Yes. That's a two-year-old for you, right? (laughs) They got to come along and keep everybody on their toes. I love it. So first of all, tell us a little bit about your business CEO for women. So just tell us a quick overview of what you do in, on the internet. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So um, I started CEO for women for women of faith who are passionate about um, their faith and then also pursuing like their life purpose. So um, I started that because for myself, I entrepreneurship was never something that was kind of like, it was never like really on my mind to do until I actually tried it. And then I realized like, no, there's got to be a purpose behind this. Like I can't just do something just to do it. And so I got on this mission to like pursue my purpose. And then once it clicked, I was like, wait, I have to tell everybody about it. So that is pretty much how I started this brand. I love that so much. So you're saying that you didn't always aspire to be an entrepreneur, right? Was it kind of like you just fell into it and things just happened? So tell us a little bit about that. So I did, I kind of just fell in. hmm, 
maybe I didn't fall into it. So I did the whole thing of what society tells us to do, right? You go to school, you get your undergrad, um, you get married, you buy a house and you have kids. And I did that. And then I was like, but this does not feel fulfilling. I mean, it's great. I didn't want to be, you know, that person that's like not thankful, but I was like, no, something's missing here. And so I decided at that point, okay, I'm going to start a business because I keep hearing people talk about entrepreneurship. So I'm going to start a business because the jobs that I'm working that are even in my field are not fulfilling. So I started a business. I started doing vintage clothing. So I would sell vintage clothing online. Um, And then my husband and I, we bought a box truck. It was going to be like a mobile boutique. Um, I did party planning. I did all of these things. And I was like, these still don't feel right. And so I decided one day I was like, okay, I'm going to just ask God what he wants me to do. And so that is where this led me. I was like, what do you want me to do? And then he's like, I just want your voice. And so I was like, man, I'm out here selling vintage clothing and t-shirts and all this stuff. And that's not even remotely close to what he wants me to do. And so um, that's kind of how I built this brand from my long talk with God. Like, what the heck am I doing here? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right. And I love that you said that once you, you know, you got, like you said, you got married, you had kids, you had the, you know, the degree, but it still just felt like something was missing. I feel like that's how, you know, because for those of you who don't know, Tanisha is not specifically in the social selling industry. However, we are chatting about how it just, there's so much overlap, but I know for a fact that that was my story. And I know that so many women, so many listeners, their story too, where you're, you, you are where you are and you think there's gotta be just a little bit more here. (laughs) And so I love that you have that same experience too. And after trying all these things, you finally said, okay, this, this still isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. And then, you know, basically you had a conversation with God and he said, no, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And it would be easy to think, okay, I could have avoided all of this, you know, and just talk to him first. I'm sure you did. But I think that the lessons you learned along the way, I'm sure are so valuable and brought you to this point. So it all serves a purpose. Absolutely. I I was telling um, my audience that yesterday I was on live with them and I was telling them like, the only reason that I can teach you how to build a business is because I built 700 of them before I got, (laughs) that's the only reason that I can like tell you to be like um, motivated along your journey and be, you know, hopeful because I literally like, that's where I was. So even the thing that we feel is not right for us, or it's just not doing what we think it should be doing. It's literally still a part of the story. It is absolutely still a part of the story. Tanisha, why do you feel so passionate about helping women business owners specifically? Like I know that men are great, (laughs) but you have a passion and a heart for women entrepreneurs. So why do you think you have that specific calling towards this, this group of women, this group of people? That's a good question. I think that I have that passion in my heart for women entrepreneurs is because so often, you know, once we have children and we either go into the workforce or we're raising our children, we kind of like put our dreams on the back burner and then we just don't get to pursue those things. And I see so many women who are in their like sixties and and there's nothing wrong with it, but they're in their sixties and their seventies and they're like, okay, now I got my life back. I want to start a business. And I think that's absolutely amazing that they do that. And, but I want to help the women who are like in it in the moment and they, they don't have, you know, that window closing and they, they have a two-year-old like me and they still have this burning desire right now where they want to do the thing that God called 
all them to do, but they just need a little bit more guidance. And so I think that that's why that is on my heart so much because I'm, I'm in that position. You know, I have small kids, they're in sports and everything else that it takes to raise a family. Um, it gets challenging. And so, um, I just enjoy giving women like the resources and the motivation that they need to say, Hey, I know we're, you know, running our families, but we can also build businesses and do the things that God called us to do. Yes. It doesn't have to wait until a rainy day, right? We can do it now. I love that. So how can we know we are following the right path in life and doing what God has planned for us? You mentioned part of your story was really just having this conversation with God and just, you know, saying, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? So how can we know when that occurs, I, it's, it's hard to describe, but I want to hear from your perspective because, you know, I've come to moments in my life where things just click, they feel right. It just feels like it's God's will. And it's really hard to describe, but I would love to hear your perspective on how we can know what we are doing is what we're supposed to be doing and what God called us to do. Yeah. I think that, like you just said, it clicks, it just feels right. And you know, it's not easy, but it just feels right. Like, I'll be honest, whenever I had that conversation with God, he said, I just want your voice. I told him, I immediately said, okay, I'm gonna do a podcast because I thought that that's what he meant by that. And that was the hardest thing for me to do because I couldn't get the equipment right. I like every time I recorded, everybody would call, like everything would just fall apart. And I was like, this is a little bit more than challenging. This just doesn't feel right. Like I would tense up and I couldn't talk and articulate myself. And so I decided to stop and it kind of, that's, it was kind of like the weight off of me, like, oh, okay. But I think we know when something feels right, it can still be challenging, but it feels right. And then also some of the things that don't feel right, they're still a part of the story. I think everything is a part of the story. Um, when I was building those other businesses, they were very challenging and they weren't in line with it. some of the things I just wasn't even interested in. I just tried it because it seemed like a good industry, like, you know, and even though I didn't succeed in those areas, they were still, they were still a part of my story. And I still use the information that I learned then I, that was 10 years ago and I still use it now. So I would say you kind of just have to start. And then if you get to that breaking point, like, God, this does not feel good. Um, he will absolutely tell you like, Hey, it's time to move on to something else. And sometimes he has us doing one thing for a season. Um, and maybe that season's like two months and then maybe he'll have us do something else. That's three months. And so it literally all just lines up together. And I think if most people knew that, they'd be okay with taking more chances and saying, hey, I can try this. And if it doesn't work, that's just another brick for the foundation. We're going to pick up another brick and we're going to try something else. So that's right. Keep trying, start, but keep trying, keep going. What are some of the biggest roadblocks that you hear from women entrepreneurs when it comes to living out our life's purpose? What do you, what is something that you constantly hear from talking to these women? Most of the time they say they don't know where to start. Um, they have so many ideas and they just don't know where to start. Um, and I would say that, you know, not knowing where to start, you just, you have to start somewhere. It doesn't even matter. I was just telling, I was on with my community last night and I said, even if you don't know what product you want to sell, you can literally launch an Instagram page, talk about the things that you're passionate about and create an email list. You can let and create a freebie or something to give your audience to try to, you know, build a connection and steer the conversation and figure out what you're good at. You can literally start anywhere and it doesn't have to take money. You can just start with literally what you have. So I would say that's, that's the number one thing. And then also another thing that people would say is that they don't have um, the resources. 
which would either be like money or time. They just don't have it. And I think that a lot of people experience that where they don't have the time, you know, they have children, they are married, they work, they have all these other responsibilities. Um, But I think it's a fine line of making time and then also being realistic about what your, your time will allow. So for me, I have great big plans for this brand, but because I have small children and they're in sports and all of these things, I know that I can't move like the person that I might see online who's able to host a hundred conferences a year. I can't do that. And so I have to work in the season that I'm in. So um, that's one of the things as well as that, that people seem to struggle with is that resource of time and money. So. Yes. Do you feel that some people also lack the resource of support? I know that's kind of an intangible resource, but they could say, well, nobody, you know, my husband, my spouse, my partner, my family, whoever is not supportive, or I don't think they'll support me. Or what will people say? Do you find that people say that a lot too? Yeah, that is absolutely like next in line. People say Mm -hmm. they don't have support. And I will tell people that when people don't support you, it's not because they, I'll give a quick story. So when I first started, one of the passion projects that I had was baby blankets. I wanted to sell these baby blankets. I created it to help train my daughter to sleep in her crib. It worked amazing. I put it on Facebook and everybody like purchased them from me. And so I told my husband, I said, I'm going to start a business. I'm going to sell these baby blankets. And he had so many questions that it talked me out of it because I asked me really good questions like, well, how are you going to get it patented? How are you going to make sure that it goes through the proper testing? Because when you release items for children and infants, it's got to go through a testing phase. What kind of breathable materials are you going to use? Well, how are you going to get it? And he asked me really good questions. And it's not because he wasn't supporting me. He, he genuinely was curious about what I wanted to do. But because I was so new in the idea, I couldn't articulate what I wanted to do. Even with this brand right now, when I first started it, I couldn't tell him what I wanted to do. I just knew it in my head, but I couldn't, I couldn't verbalize it. And so he would be like, I don't, I don't understand what you want to do. And so now he understands it because I can actually tell him what it is I'm working on. But so I just want people to be mindful that maybe they're not being supportive. I use that word loosely, but maybe the support is because they don't understand. Sometimes they just truly don't understand. And then also there are those times where people are like, you know, I don't support you. There, there will be realistic. There are those times, but you still have to do it anyways. And another story that I like to share is that when I first started this company, I had done maybe 10 businesses before that. And I was extremely embarrassed to start another business. I was so embarrassed. I was like, they're going to not support this because they're going to be like, she does not know what she's doing. This is her 10th business. I don't, I can't support this. Right. And so what I did was I created an Instagram account and I started posting over there and then it was growing and people were like, wait a minute, is this you? And I'm, and I'm like, it's me. And they're like, why didn't you tell us that you had another business? And I'm like, I didn't tell you guys because I was embarrassed that I was starting something new, but they're like, this is amazing. So even if you don't have those people who are supporting you, you don't have to have the conversations with them about what you're doing. You can simply go and find your people on your corner of the internet. And you can just talk to those people and have communication with those people. And that will kind of like at this point in my business, I don't know who doesn't support me because I don't have conversations with those people. I only have conversations with the people who are aligned to the mission that God's given me. So 
Oh, I love that. I love that. It's the internet. There's so many people out there. <laughs> there, so many. there are people out there who support you right now with whatever you are doing. So you need to go find them. <laughs> so what are some ways that we can get off track when working towards our goals? I know that we talked about, you know, of course there's the roadblocks to getting started or the perceived roadblocks, I should say, you know, we don't know where to start. We don't have the resources. We don't have the support, but what are ways that we do get off track while we're working towards our goals? How do we get distracted? Tell us about that. We get distracted by having one big goal and then not breaking it out into the smaller steps to actually get there. So this is another story that I share a lot um, to create the journal that I created last year. Of course, that was the end goal, but there were literally probably 70 steps in between that I had to take to actually create the journal. I had to hire a graphic designer to design the cover of it. I had to get all of the um, ISBN numbers for the barcodes. I had to create the inside of it. I had to actually create the content. I had to order samples of it and make sure the measurements were right. There were so many things that I had to do in order to get there, but I think we kind of set ourselves up um, and put these own, these roadblocks in our own way when we just have that one big idea and we don't actually think of what it's going to take to actually make it happen. And another way that we kind of have roadblocks is we will give ourselves a short timeline. We know that we want to write a book this year, or we want to release a podcast this year, or we want to do a blog. And we're like, it has to be done in 30 days. And it doesn't have to be done in 30 days. It doesn't. I always tell people like, unless you're planning on checking out at some point, soon. Like I, I plan on being alive for a really long time. So there's no need to rush and do those things. You have time. You don't have to release the podcast in 30 days. You can do it in 90 days. You can start working on the outline. You can work ahead of the schedule. So a lot of people, they're like, how do you, how are you consistent with your content? I know that I have small children. And so literally I keep a rolling list of 30 pieces of content that I can post anytime that I can just pull from and post it. So you have to kind of work ahead if you want to get some of those roadblocks out of the way and make a, a plan is literally what you need. A plan. Yes. And I think it's important too, to remember that you your business, you know, we take ourselves seriously as women business owners, right? So we can't, it can't happen to us. We have to take action. And like you said, think ahead and plan for these things. And so it's easy to, it is easy to let those excuses pop up, stand up, dust yourself off. <laughs> And then plan ahead for next time for sure. Tanisha, we are here at a brand new year, fresh, clean slate. I just love the energy of, of January. It's like the ultimate Monday, right? <laughs> so what are some ways that listeners can ensure that 2023 is a year filled with purpose and true joy? Not just looking at social media and conforming to whatever is the trendiest thing at the moment. How can we live our year filled with purpose and true joy? I would say that we have to get rid of whatever is distracting us. Um, and so one of the ways that you can do that is like you mentioned, social media. Like if you need to cut down on your usage, I will tell you, I have an hour limit set for social media a day. And sometimes I don't get the reminder that I have five minutes left until like midnight or like 1150 at night because I haven't been on it all day. I will be on the middle of, I think yesterday I was on a live with my audience and it cut me off because it said, you've got five minutes left on Instagram for the day, but you can create those boundaries that you set for yourself that are, even if they're uncomfortable, because we do find joy in social media, right? It's fun. And it's, it's sometimes it's very lighthearted, but you get sucked into it too, because you're consuming so much content on a daily basis. And I think that one of the things we don't realize is that everyone is on social media to 
sell something. They're, they're selling either that they have a really good life. Um, they're selling the, all of the high moments of their life or they're selling their business and they're telling you what is going wrong with yours so that you can purchase from them because they have the solution for it. So we don't realize, I didn't realize that for the longest time, like, because I was doing so good in my business, um, when I first started and then I was, I got off track because I was like, man, maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to add this. And I had all these layers that I needed to start adding and it got really overwhelming. And I was like, wait, we're just going to cut this out. We're going to get back to the basics and we are just going to find our own voice again. So I would say, if you want to have joy this year, cut out all of the consumption, not all of it, but cut out a good majority of the consumption. If it doesn't make you feel good, I would say, cut it out. And then I would also say, make time for a hobby this year. That's one of my goals this year. Last year was a lot of working, um, a lot of just being tied to my computer and doing all of these things. And this year I'm like, nope, I am going to find a hobby, whether it's skating again or whatever it is, I'm going to pick back up a hobby. And that is where I'm going to spend the time that I was scrolling. I am going to spend that on my hobby. So those are the things that kind of find things that bring you joy and then do those. They don't have to bring in money. They don't have to be tied to some like crazy goal. It could literally just be you're an avid, used to be a swimmer and you're just going to go to the Y and swim two days a week. Like it could literally be anything, but you have to do something outside of business related. That's going to bring you joy. I love that advice. I think that's so practical. Anybody can do that. We all have something that we enjoy that's not related to our business. So go do that this year. And I think too, when we cut ourselves off from not cut ourselves off, but when we step back from social media a little bit, we are re-inspired and re-motivated to create content if that's what we do for a living. And I think it's so beneficial to take those intentional rest periods, even if it's a day a week, or like you said, only setting an hour time limit on Instagram a day. And because then you're on there, you're accomplishing your tasks that you need to do on Instagram and then you're getting off and you might see a funny meme or a funny reel or something. And then great, that lightened your day, <laughs> but you're not consuming reel after reel after meme after meme. And it's not sucking all your time away from what you could be doing, which is spending time on your business with your family or on a hobby this year. So I love that advice. I think it's so practical. All right, Tanisha. So you told us, you mentioned your journal a couple of minutes ago, and I would love to hear more about this. This is a project that you've worked on for a while and you launched last year, this incredibly beautiful purpose-filled journal just for women entrepreneurs. So tell us about this amazing thing that you, that you launched last year. Yeah. So I created this journal because, and I'll tell you why I created it. I realized that launching multiple products takes so much time. And this is one of those things where I, we just kind of talked about, about giving yourself grace and operating how you can in that season. And so last year I was creating all of these products and launching them and they were doing great, but I had photo shoots after photo shoots and I had to send out emails and text messages and do all of these things. And I realized like, whoa, this is a lot of work to like launch items that I didn't know that it took this much work. And so I went back to God and I'm like, hey, I'm a bit overwhelmed. Can we rethink this thing? Because I don't think I can sustain this. Like keeping up with launching all these items. And so I said, I really want to serve my community. And people would inbox me all the time and they'd say, hey, I love the items, but do you know how I can create my own journal 
Or do you know how I can create my own affirmation cards? Or they would ask all these questions and I'm like, I don't have a, I could do one-on-one calls with them, but I don't have an actual product to help them. And so that is where God kind of led me to create this journal. It has literally everything that I needed from if, if I was 10 years ago, I would have needed this journal to start. I would have absolutely needed it. Um, It covers everything from identifying your purpose um, to launching your brand and launching a product, creating a product. There's manufacturers in there, my personal manufacturers um, who created my affirmation cards, my notepads, my journal. Um, I listed all of them in there. It's literally everything um, in there. It's all in one. And then for the people who are not at that point, who are interested in really pursuing a business idea yet, there are 52 devotionals in the back of it. So if you just need that motivational piece with the scriptures attached to it, then that is there for you as well. Um, it also comes with six journal, uh, six videos. So if you're a person like me who we can read, but we also need someone to kind of like break it down for us. Um, I thought ahead for that. We created six videos. And so there is a video for each chapter and you go through and watch the video while you are working the actual journal. Um, there's everything. There's launch checklist, what emails to send out to your customers, um, what to say. There's literally everything that I could think of that got me to this point um, is literally all in this journal. And then it's also allowed me to get my time back. And maybe I will you know, pick up another hobby this year because now I have that time back where I don't have to constantly launch something. So I'm excited. <laughs> Yes. Different seasons. There's different seasons of life in, in business. And so I love that. I This journal sounds amazing. I'm going to check it out for sure. And it's gorgeous. I've seen the cover. It's beautiful. It would look so pretty on anybody's bedside table or coffee table or bookshelf. It's gorgeous. I love it. And I'm sure you're so proud of it. Oh, it's amazing. What a What an accomplishment in 2022 for you. Tanisha, I just appreciate you so much because I know that when I come across your posts on my feed or when I need a little bit of extra encouragement, I can always go to your account and find that. And I just really appreciate that about you. And that's exactly why I asked you to be on the show because I know that we all need encouragement daily, but it's great to have such a consistent source for that. So thank you for being that first of all. So how can listeners get in touch with you? How can they find you? How can they follow you? And just learn about all of the amazing resources that you have and all the encouragement that you offer. Yeah. So online on all platforms, um, I am at CEO for women. So you can go on Twitter, um, Instagram, which is where most of my community is on Instagram, but we also have a Facebook page um, and it is at CEO for women. Even the website is at CEO for women. So you can just find me online. If you type in at CEO for women will come up. Um, And then if you are interested in just learning more about the brand and what we do, um, if you go to our website, we have a really cool resource that you can download. Um, It just kind of helps you get your wheels turning of identifying your purpose and how to pair it with what you're passionate about and maybe pairing it with the things that you are uh, spiritually gifted at. So um, it's a really cool resource. You can download that and yeah, that is where you can find me. Because you are an encouragement account, I would love, and I didn't put this in the question list, but I would love if you had just some final encouragement to share on our episode this week. Yeah, I would say my final encouragement for 2023 to last you for the year would be to just go for it. Um, you don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be messy. You are allowed to show up exactly where you are. None of us start out as experts. Um, everyone starts out as a beginner. And I think that if you can lean into that, it'll allow you to give yourself more grace 
and it will allow you to show up exactly as you are and just build from there. So that is my advice to just go for it and show up right now. I love it. We all need to hear that for sure. Well, thank you so much for being on the show this week and for sharing your story and all about your experience with entrepreneurship. You've been such an encouragement to me. And thank you again for taking the time to be on the show. Thank you for having me. It was a good conversation. Thank you so much for listening in to this week's episode. In my opinion, it's way more fun to share life with a friend. So if you loved what you heard today, feel free to take a screenshot and post it to your socials so your friends can listen into the show too. Don't forget to tag me at Directly Different Podcast and I'll be sure to give you a shout out. Speaking of social media, follow me on Instagram at Directly Different Podcast and send me a DM. I'd love to continue the conversation. I'll catch you guys in the next episode.